Hello and welcome to Between Two Cairns. I'm Yochai. Hi, I'm Brad. And today, we're going to review Shadow of the Beakman. But first, let's answer a mailbag question. Okay, that sounds like a cool idea, I guess. So this is from, I don't know how to pronounce the name. because I want to hear you try. I'll say, I'll say, E-M-M-C-D. Wait, there's a C? Yeah, I-E-M-C-D, right? Yeah, I think it's like, I am There's a scene in The Simpsons uh-huh. where the principal is trying to make uh, Lisa Simpson anonymous. So he says, oh yeah, let's, he says L Simpson. No, uh-huh. that's too obvious. Lisa S. <laughs> Yeah, but okay. I know that I it's, it'd be so much easier to say this person's name. So no. okay, it doesn't matter. Yeah, so this person wrote in saying, there is so much RPG content out there. What is your first level sort? How do you choose what to read and find new things? And then there's a little extra bit that says, how do you organize your PDFs? Which is also interesting. So yeah, so there's a ton of RPG stuff out there. How do you get cut through it and find the useful, interesting stuff? Oy. Even, even like to create a list of stuff. Yeah, we have a list. Yeah, don't we? Yeah, we have a list. We have a long list. Uh, it's like a D thirty table that we're always adding to. And let's just say some of it disappoints us, <laughs> even though we do cut through the first level. Um, I, if I, if you don't mind, I, I could try. Go ahead. Yeah. What do you got? I was. I'm only. I want to answer this because. I was doing this today. I was trying to, I got sent a, a code for something on drive-thru. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was trying to add to the cart because it was like a dollar and I didn't want to add, uh, I should say, it, it it had given me a discount of a dollar on something. And I, I, I thought, okay, if I'm going to spend like $2, I might as well add a couple things to my cart. So it's like $5 and then it makes it worth it. Uh, so I, I was looking through drive through on the OSR section. Smart shopper. It's more that I just like the whole process on drive through is so many clicks that I'd rather just, if I'm going to buy something, I'll buy it with a bunch of other things. Okay. And I have a wish, I have a wish list, whatever. Uh-huh. But I thought, you know what? I'm going to go to the drive through preview. Treat yourself. That they have now. Yeah. And, I'm going to just go through the OSR section. And first off, it recommends so much stuff I already have. Yeah, you can uncheck it, but uh-huh. not everything I have is purchased through drive through So I see a lot of stuff I already have. Like, yeah. for example, Women Songs, which yeah. I have because you gave it to me. I, I wrote so, that. You wrote that. Great module, recommendation right. and, to drive through Yeah, I think they're on the right track with that one. Yeah, what is it, 18 now? How does that feel? It's not 18, <laughs> is it? <laughs> I don't know what it is. It's 15 for a it's, PDF. Yeah. No. No. Sorry. I meant. What's the ranking? How far down? Oh yeah. It's a, It's like eighteen. Berkeley? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Fifteen. Right. That's a good. That's a good price. It's so, anyhow, uh, I, I was going through, and honestly, I care about the art. That's what first draws me to something is mm-hmm. the art or the title. Like I grabbed it tolls for the, which is a skull fungus uh, adventure that, I, or, you know, it's like a location. Yeah. I've wanted to get it for a long, long time. And I just kept forgetting. And uh, it was recommended. And I, I saw the art, I saw the title and thought, Oh yeah, I want that. So that's, that's first off is if it looks like if the cover looks like it has AI generated art, I don't have an ethical issue with it necessarily. I just think it looks bad. So yeah. I usually move on. Yeah. If, um, if it has no art, but there's something about the title and the description that will drive me too. But the first level sort is recommendations from people or from websites, uh-huh. followed by what catches my eye, usually art, or maybe a title. Yeah. Like, for example, Monkey Murder Mansion Manor. Uh-huh. Or uh, it, there's a lot of crazy stuff out there. And then oftentimes what I'll do is put a bunch of tabs together, and then I'll go and read about these these 
adventures online. Th- that doesn't always lead me to buy them or not yeah. buy them, but I have a tendency to at least try to gather more information about the content of the module from the preview or from an article. I have a bookmark co- that's like, it's stuff I want to buy, mm-hmm. and then it's drive through, itch, uh, exalted funeral. Wow, it's so Lulu, organized. A bunch of others. I'm very organized. I put stuff in there. The problem is yeah. that I have to remember to take it out of there later, which I almost never do. Uh, uh, so, you're not so organized. Yeah, so that's, yeah. That, that's that's my first level sort is like, uh-huh. how what does stuff look like? You know? Yeah, that's fair. Um, yeah, I mean, definitely like cover art. If something's going to make me like impulse buy something or like get interested, it's like a nice looking cover. Um, I mean, like definitely like if you're just – if you're working on something and you want people to pay attention to it, don't skimp on the cover, man. Like, just, you know, get commission the art, get people's opinions. You want that thing to be popping. Um, absolutely. But um, I think also, like, the, the system it's published for will is kind of a, a first-level sort for me. Um, I feel like there's games that are kind of, like, my first tier of interest, and then I have, like, s- subsequent tiers, you know, like... Um, Can I guess? Can I get? Can I guess what they? Yeah, are? yeah. Hit me, hit me. I think if you see something for Swords and Wizardry uh-huh. or for Labyrinth Lord, I'm guessing that's like first tier for you. Maybe OSE is in there yeah. as well. Yes, I don't know what yeah, the definitely. exact I mean, order is. But those are all like the same same game basically. They are. I feel like they, you prioritize Pro- OSE. You're going to assume that there's a certain quality level, even if it's not first party. I feel like all of those systems. It's it's not so much the system as is what year it was published in, because essentially those are all interchangeably you know, compatible. They're it's com- just like OSC yeah. is like the most popular one right now, it seems like. Right. So everyone's publishing for OSC. Right. You know, like five years ago, it was probably Labyrinth Lord. That's it. It's interesting you say that because I tried that approach today. Uh-huh. I thought, you know, I wonder what Black Hack adventures are out there because I love the Black they, Hack. Yeah. And the answer is very few. I did buy one called, um, but it was like $2 and it's for the Black Hack. But yeah, but the answer is very few adventures and are. Games like Black that are interesting too because Black Hack, I feel like games like Black Hack or like Nave. They're hugely popular, but they don't really have like a identity that's independent of these other games. Like if you're going to make a game and you're playtesting it in Nave and you're, you know, it's like this is your Nave module. I feel like you might as well make it an OSE module because I don't know. It's just like that's that seems like the culture of modules supports that much better. And it's the, it's the same. It's just like another way to approach that. It's not like any different. Right. Right. And, but by the way, the, that adventure was Tomb of the Twins. Tomb of the Twins. Good, good title for an adventure. Yeah. Which again, that's what drew me to it. Is it had a good title. Um, but I agree with you. Those, those different systems don't have extant support. Yeah. Through adventures. They might have communities, but they don't have. Support. Yeah. So those, I mean, games modules for those systems typically get my attention first because those are the ones I'm, I guess I'm most interested in. I'm publishing stuff for those also. So I like to see like what else people are doing with it. You know, like a game like mouse Ritter isn't really like my first tier. I don't personally play it, but I like it. I like to see what comes out. That's like maybe a level two, something with like mothership, you know, I kind of like keep an eye on it. If something looks kind of cool, I'll pick it up. But, um, so I kind of have like mothership t- as level two. Yeah. I'm probably not like, that interested in playing Mothership right now, but I yeah, do but, like but that to see what's coming out for it. Yeah, but that doesn't mean won't be buying it. Yeah, no, totally. I'm buying lots of Mothership stuff. Mother, yeah, Mothership, I would say, is tier one for me, level one. It's probably, it, if I'm, I'm going to break out and put out categories, like if I'm buying a sci-fi game, then now Mothership is my tier one of interest, you know? But see, for me, it's a whole, it's a mix. It's like, uh-huh. I'm buying most, uh, if if something is... 
if something looks like a meaty OSD adventure, uh-huh. I'll buy it, generally yeah. speaking. Or if there yeah. is a most mothership content is just such high quality that yeah. it's worth getting. I, I own almost every mothership adventure. I out know. There. Mothership has so much good stuff. It's just um I'm not like I'm not, I'm I like not that much of a sci-fi brained individual, I think. Like I just don't like yeah, I have see. I don't I daydream in sci-fi. So I'm not as excited about my sci-fi content I buy, but I, I, I'll, there's so much good Mothership stuff. It's usually like a safe bet for like a fun read or if I wanted to run a mini campaign or a one shot, like, yeah, I'm reaching for Mothership, mothership module. Um, yeah. And of course, like if someone has, if someone put out something and I already like them, like, of course that goes to the top of the, the pile. So, you know, it's just like if someone's involved even, um, Right, you know, like, like a layout person you like. Yeah, or, yeah, totally. Or, you know, if, like, someone edited something and I'm like, oh, I didn't know that this person is editing stuff and, you know, stuff like that. I'm like, <laughs> that might get my attention. Right. Um, artists, too. <laughs> totally <laughs> artists, yeah. So, I don't know. That I guess that's kind of, like, my first, like, bias. But, yeah, if it's got, like, a cool name or a good cover, like, that's going to that's gonna get me. I'm going to go check that out. Um, I don't know. That's not a very interesting answer, but it's an honest answer. I think we're on the same page. I think everyone's that way, honestly. Yeah. It does require, you know, following people online if you can, so you know when they release stuff. But I actually, oh, one thing I do is I've been doing this pretty much religiously for the last like four years. Yeah. I have a bookmark on my phone and on my computer Mm -hmm. that shows me all the new stuff released for physical games on itch. Interesting. And I just go there and check. I check every physical game. Wow. And people will people will say, "Oh, how do you find this stuff?" And it's it's because I do that. It's yeah, like I, that's I, impressive. I just and uh, you know, not just for OSR. Any new game that comes out of Niche, yeah. my eyes have at least been on it. And people always say, "Oh, you're adding all this stuff to collections." I do. I add a ton of stuff to Itch collections. But right. Honestly, um, there is this other Itch page or Itch. Uh, person i don't know what you call them yeah. there's an itch person that uh i really like following them because mm-hmm. they're always adding stuff to different categories yeah. and uh, i often discover stuff that way as well so interesting f- you know following yeah getting to know people who have good taste and then just looking what they're looking at that's that's helpful too well this 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 particular person is called heretic works works okay. is spelled w-e-r-k-s uh-huh and I will put a link to them in the show notes because they are, they just have like 50 different collections and they're constantly updated them and there's yeah. a lot of good stuff in them. You know, they have like skirmish style miniatures, yeah. rune cairn things, cool, uh, new school innovations and experiments, old school essentials, including some BX, you know, yeah. and that's a really good way of finding stuff because I can go to just one of these collections and look, but I, I, I obsessively look. I think mm-hmm. that's my answer is be obsessive. That's cool. Yeah. I want to say, okay, look, I'm going to, something that I'm, I'm getting tired of, and this is total, this is t- total BS because you'll see why. I'm tired of dungeon, of modules that are called like Temple of Something Something, Palace of Something Something. And this is crap because I published a module called Temple of a Thousand Swords, but I'm getting, I'm getting Temple of Burnout, man. There's so many temples of, you know? What about spires? Do you have a problem with spires? If it's a spire of something, something, yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> feeling the burn, man. I don't know. I just, I want to, I want, I want. What about barrows? If, barrows, totally. You're on my list. <laughs> like, okay, so I have the same feeling, but for into the odd hacks that start with into the. Sure. 
Yeah. You know, there's a lot of those. I mean, that's kind of like telegraphing like compatibility or like, a, I mean, if it's for like a system, I feel like it's fine. Yeah, but it, it doesn't tell you, it goes against the, I think that, you know, the, the fundamental point of Electric Bastion Land, in my opinion, yeah. is that the system should match the setting and you can deliver the system using the title. So this is a terrible example, but Cairn kind of gives you an idea of, of the, generally like oh it's you know it's a way marker or a uh-huh. uh possibly a, a a grave marker in a forest setting that's okay possibly in wales or ireland or the uk whatever uh-huh. uh, another example of this is isle of Ix or the isle of Ix. i can't remember which one it is yeah i don't remember either. i think it's just isle of Ix. isle of Ix, yeah um so you know you don't know what Ix is but once you read it you understand and also you know that it's about an island and even though the yeah. these the mechanics are into the odd roughly isle of that's okay i'm not burned out on isle of i could i could use more islands and isles great but, fine oh the isle, yeah. but my point is that i i think i understand why people use it i just think you could deliver a little bit of uh what did zedek shu call it when we interviewed him um metatextual narrative something just, like that it's just a little more space to tell you something about it yeah i just want some more zazzle you know Give me some, give me some of that hot cha cha. That's what I want in a title. You know, I don't know what either. If it's the castle of the sad, that's actually not that bad. I kind of like emotions and titles. (laughs) Castle of the sad. You know, you know, tower of the goblins. I'm just like, okay, I don't know. Yeah. How about shadow of the beakman? Do you feel like that's um shadow of? I'm okay with right now. I'm okay Okay. with shadow of because you know there's a shadow because there's a spire that comes up. Makes a right. shadow, I believe. But if it was called Tower of the Beakman, I would have been like, mm, I think we could have tightened it up. Shadow of the Beakman? I'm like, mm, okay. Tell me more. Okay. This okay. Is, you don't have to listen to me, though. This is crap. I published Temple of a Thousand Swords. This, you know, you, you, you can say, Brad, you idiot, you imbecile. Shut your mouth for five minutes, Brad. You don't know what you're saying. And uh, I would accept that. I would accept that. But I'm just speaking... My experience here. Okay, shut up, so I can a- talk about the second question. That's what I'm saying, man. Second part. Second part of the question. Okay, how do you organize your PDFs? This I'll just be quick on mine. Lol. I have Google Drive. Uh huh. What? Excuse I don't. Me? I don't organize anything. I don't know what I have. Oh, you. You. I see you. Laugh. I'm constantly okay. like, oh, I should I, buy this. I'm just like, you have this. I'm like, oh, neat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that happens to me sometimes. <laughs> I forget. Yeah. But uh, I have Google Drive. I have it organized by systems and then adventures for those systems. Sometimes it's a bit generic. Like I, I have a two top categories are PBTA and OSR. And uh-huh. then inside of OSR, I have the system itself. And then I have adventures for all systems inside of that folder. So instead of having like adventures for osc inside the osc folder i just have one mm-hmm. folder called adventures and basically i don't care as long as you're close to osc compatibility you're going that folder but yeah other games like into, into the odd and cairn i have a go into the odd and then hacks and then cairn and then adventures wow. that's organized <laughs> so and i do that and i do that for every hack for into the odd and yeah. i also do that for every hack for of uh, other games that are not compatible so it's either compatible in the general sense like yeah. mechanically go in one giant folder whether or not you are the black hack or uh, osc yeah. but if you're anything that is not mechanically compatible you, you including troika that's a separate one and then randomly i'll have like highland wow. paranormal society yeah i just put all of nate's stuff in one folder wow <laughs> instead of putting his yeah i just can't help it I, so yeah it doesn't really make any sense but you've got a system 
I do. You know, you're and the I type of purpose. Yeah. You live your life with with intention and and confidence, and you march forth towards a goal, right? Uh, Would you say that? I mean, true? everybody, everybody. I don't know. That's like you can't. I contain multitudes. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, I, you strike me as someone who lives their life with purpose and intention. I mean, I don't. How would I know what it's like to not live my life the way I live? I don't know, man. I'm not. I'm like a. I'm like some kind of you know gas molecule bouncing around in a balloon. I'm like doink doink yeah, doink so doink doink doink. doink. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yes, I know, but so am I. I just have the illusion of control. Well, the illusion and uh, it looks good from from inside this balloon. I'm yeah, like, look at that. I'm like, doink, doink, doink. Well, that's that's how to do it down there. My real problem, actually. Tell me your real problem. Phys- my physical books. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to organize them because I don't have enough storage space. First off, and then second, okay, I have settings separate from modules, but I'm. It's hard to di- make a distinction. Like, for example, Electric Bastion Land is a system, so it goes somewhere else, but it also has a setting, sort of. Uh-huh. And then I'll have another another example of like a one that I'm not sure is the, uh, the Wormskin zines, right? Yeah, those are right now they're zines. Mm-hmm. That are a setting, but have mm-hmm. dungeons in them, and so yeah. I put them with settings. But then I have a separate section for pe- periodicals like weird no, science. Man. And, no, no, no. Uh, you need some yeah, Dewey see, Decimal up in there. You got, you got it all wrong. Uh, you know. So I should go by did. just by name. Yeah. But no, I want to put right. systems together. For example, every Karen or every mothership are they're together. Karen, it goes Karen and then just, mothership. Which then just get a little card sense. catalog and just have you know just index them. I just need a hire a retiree. Yeah, retired librarian. They just yeah. you know get a get the Dewey Decimal System going in your house. No problem. Can task rabbit that fifteen bucks. Bing bang boom. No, I was thinking of hiring someone like uh-huh. a neighbor kid. To pay him like ten bucks okay. to just just re I, I will pull the module off the shelf and you'll write it down in a computer so that I can catalog mm. my physical items because I want to know all the stuff that I have you, because that way I can sell it if I need to okay or or remember how we were talking about starting that module library yeah you were talking about that I was like what's a module library and then I don't think you answered that yeah I did answer I said it's a library where you share modules uh, and you do you it over the that. internet and uh-huh. so you check out a, it's like a free library which is what they used to call them yeah but I have to go to the post office for it right oh you don't like you don't like doing that I'm not that. doing that Come you on, have to do that to for do. stickers anyways I know like begrudgingly that's why round wave two of patrons haven't got their stickers oh, yeah. yet we're 16 we're at 16 now come no, on thank man. you patrons I gotta get on this yeah. um you this do. is the week All right. this is the week yeah I believe um, you. All right. So, how do you organize your PDFs? I don't. I don't. I'm not organized. My Dropbox was organized. Very, you know, has, it's organized by systems. Then within the systems, there's folders for like adventures or you know rules, whatever. And then my Dropbox uh, ran out of space, so I had a folder just on my locally on my computer called RPGs. And then I stopped looking at that, so I made a new folder called RPG Runoff. I don't know what that means, but that's where like newer stuff ended up. And then I kind of forgot I even had that, so I started a new folder on my desktop called Adventures. And that's <laughs> what I'm mostly looking at now. Also, my downloads folder has a lot of stuff that's not anywhere where it should be. Oh, wow. Yeah, see, my downloads folder is a temporary place where things go to die. So, No, no, no. Mine is a, a, a vast... A vast and the long the longer you don't organize it, the more the less likely you're going to. Right, right. Question for you though uh-huh. is: Are you at least backing it up? 
Is it being backed up? Does yeah, I think it's backed I, up. I'm pretty sure. It's okay. That's not how, an answer I would be happy I'm, with. All I'm right. not worried about it. So, yeah. Um, yeah, you don't need a system. You can just live your life like uh, a wandering, a happy wanderer and just bounce around and... This is if why you don't worry you have, about it. It's not a problem. That's what I have to say, baby. <laughs> yeah, but this is why you're you often send me pictures of your stacks of books on your kitchen table where your kid can put his hands on it. Yeah, is, yeah, yeah. Is that this explains why you let that happen? Is all, all I'm well, saying. I'm, those are the books I intend to read or that have come in the mail lately. Um, but How usually long do they stay there for. They stay there until like we have a, a house guest, and I don't and I don't want them to see them, and then they're moved to my um, my dresser. And then I kind of, I kind of forget about them, and then uh, we start a new pile on the table. So, <laughs> okay, you know, I but hey, if myself. you're not worried, I'm not worried, baby. You know? Yeah, you said that. Uh, all right, you know what I'm talking Let's, about? I, I don't know. Matata. You ever see that movie? It's not the name of the movie. That's the movie. <laughs> It's not all right. Moving on. Let's talk about this uh, DCC module called Shadow of the Beakman. Yeah, Shadow of the Beakman. Definitely. I'm, DCC. I'm holding a home printed version. I want to complain about this for a second. Okay. They password protected it, which meant I couldn't convert it to a booklet, which is what I usually do. So I had to print through Adobe, which led me through these hoops. It was very annoying. They so gotta protect the um, IP, bro. You know. Yeah, I don't know lock what they're protecting. It down. Anyways, it was annoying. I couldn't convert it, but it does look nice printed. I just want to show it to you. Do you see it? Yeah, it printed well. Very nice art. Yeah, the art is great. So let's let's go through and say what this is real quick. Okay. Shadow of the Beakman is a small, low-level adventure for Dungeon Crawl Classics. It is written by Harley Stroh. I think is how you pronounce that. Yeah. And the layout is Matt Hildebrand. Mm-hmm. The editing is Jen Brinkman. And I just want to list the artists here because there are many. Stefan Poag did the cover. Yep. Uh, Chris Arneson, Doug Kovach, William McOsland, Bradley McDevitt, uh, and more Stefan Poag because uh, mm-hmm. he did some of the in, 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 inner art, whatever. Great roster. Yeah. And then Chad Sergesketter, who I don't know who that is, but I know the rest of them. Uh, this is just quite a DCC lineup, an OSR Mm-hmm. luminary art luminary line yep i like uh all of them a lot one thing i will notice is it's all black and white except for the cover and the art on the cover is so different from the art inside i actually i think much prefer the art inside i normally love stefan poeg's stuff oh, and, I, and it's on. good here too but yeah no no it's good here too but what i wanted to say is the the inside cover is this yeah you know beekman on top of an alligator yeah pushing a, a spear through it it's just so awesome it's pretty um, awesome and also also, uh, the cover art differs in one way from all the art inside with respect to the Beekman. Do you know what it is? Uh, is like, it how thumbs? is it different? It, you're close. They only have three talons or whatever oh, on the cover, go. but then uh-huh. they they're they're full on five fingered in Come every on. other picture. Where's, where's the QA on this uh, on the Beekman fingers? Well, well, no, I actually really prefer the cover. In terms of the way that the Beekmen look, I think they I look love more. Cover. Yeah, I don't oh, care about some of four fingers and some of five. They look more like men, or more like animals, and less like human beings. And yeah. inside, it looks like they look like humans with the heads of birds. Which I is love totally the cover. Cool, but it's fantastic. Yeah. They're like glowing. I, I love the freaked out okay. looking halfling dude, just like losing his mind, looking at the Beekmen. I like the whisper, like a shh guy. That's awesome. He's so big. Yeah, he's the big guy. I don't I didn't say it wasn't awesome. I just think in terms of the scene, 
I really yeah. love the scene just inside, which is again a giant alligator being. It's a a beakman yep. riding a giant alligator who, by well, the way, has multiple spears of the quality that are supposed to be super rare, which I'm not sure is accurate, but um, I think okay. they're only supposed to have one of them. But anyways, yeah. he's spearing this guy's arm through a shield, through it's his shield, awesome. through his arm. He's wincing in pain. That's oh, good stuff. This is that. This is that grindhouse DCC. Uh, it is. It is art that that uh, that we like to see. Well, can I can I read the first paragraph of the introduction, please? Okay, so because I think this will do a good job of describing what's this, what this is trying to do. Okay, this is like the DCC text that's like everywhere. By the way, it is. Yes, yeah. I know, I know it is, but I think it's important to point this out. All right, go ahead and read it. Remember the good old days when adventurers were underground, NPCs were there to be killed, and the finale of every dungeon was the dragon on the twentieth level. Those days are back. Dungeon Crawl Classics adventures don't waste your time with long-winded speeches, weird campaign settings, or NPCs who aren't meant to be killed. Each adventure is 100% good, solid dungeon crawl, with the monsters you know, the traps you remember, and the secret doors you know are there somewhere. I somewhat butchered that, but I, I, this is common in DCC. The reason I wanted to yeah. read it is because what I what I love about Goodman Games in general, who's the publisher yeah. of this module and dcc in general they, they they really tried to capitalize on the nostalgia factor without being yeah. re- reactionary you know retrograde true jerks. like for instance yes there's a point in here where the 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 default pronoun is her in a scenario uh-huh and that just was never the case before you right. know even today it's often not the case um we'll yeah. say well actually you know now i think we'd say they but it was. I noticed it because it's unusual in these kinds of adventures. But I love what DCC is doing. Is you know you've, you've got like a black guy in the cover. You've right. got uh, smart thinking about pronouns. You have right. They're they're tapping just like the this, nostalgia, like, but they're not married to the past. Yeah, exactly. In, exactly. Um, and I just a way you sometimes yeah. see it in this hobby. And I just think it's great. I, and that's yeah. the problem. This is why even if I don't like something from DCC or DCC itself, mm-hmm. I just love what they're doing. And I just I'm all I'm here for it. You know, good yes. for them. Yes. Yeah. What's your what's your um experience with DCC? I have played DCC. I've never run it. Okay. I played it back back in my Boston days. Uh actually great GM, very very DCC actually, like super old school, but very uh progressive, I think, minded. And mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> he enjoyed making people uncomfortable, I think, but in like a good way. And <laughs> okay. Like, for example, he would try to get people to break out of their shell. So right. he would have an NPC, an NPC who took a romantic interest in the PC, mm-hmm. but not in a not in a bad way, not in a creepy way. Just like he would he would kind of force them to deal with it in a realistic way. Mm-hmm. And or I should say in a, you know, in a in a organic way. That's okay. a word. Anyhow. Uh, yeah, I actually really enjoyed it. I think it was with the, the my, my best earliest OSR style cool. experience. Yeah. Now, there is some argument as to whether it's OSR or not, which I don't, I'm not going to get into. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it was a pretty crunchy. And honestly, I had played uh, 3.5, so I knew mm-hmm. like, it was less crunchy than that, but it reminded me of it, you know. Right. So in general, it was quite positive, but it was, it was still way too crunchy for me. Mm-hmm. Since then, I own like, you know, 80 DCC modules because I got them during a, a wow. bag of holding. Sure, yeah. I have a whole bunch. I don't have any of their printed stuff. Yeah. I just have all the PDFs and I'm a huge fan of the art. I'm a huge yeah. fan of what they're trying to do. I'm so glad they exist as a community. I love that they, you know, had a presence for a while in local game shops. I would notice that it's a lot less right. now than it used to be in my opinion. Yes. But um, overall, I think they're great. It's just not my system. And sure. that also informs somewhat my opinion of this module but we'll get there later I, I what's your experience with dcc yeah so i was a 
big DCC fan before they were a system, when they were just publishing, when Goodman Games was publishing for third edition, 3.5 edition D&D, the Dungeon Crawl Classics line of adventure modules, um, I was a huge fan of when I was playing D&D, th- you know, third edition back in the day i had a ton of them i ran a ton of them i run a ton of harley stroh modules um they had like this massive mega dungeon called castle white rock i ran that for like a year that was really terrific actually that was definitely my first mega dungeon experience um so uh they, they published a bunch of fourth edition stuff too which i actually played and i thought was better than a lot of the fourth edition like official modules so, yeah, when DCC made their own system, I didn't buy into it for whatever reason. Um, I was like, that's cool, but I'm kind of playing other stuff. And so I don't have it. I've never read it. I've never played it. Um, I, I'm definitely, like, not for any good reason. I just, like, haven't gone there yet. But It's a lot of spells in that book. It's a big book. It's a lot it, of spells. It always seemed, like, cool. I was like, oh, yeah, DCC, I should get that. I don't know. I almost bought it one time, and I bought Shadow of the Demon Lord instead. I don't know if that was the right call. I do like Shadow of the Demon Lord, but... Um, huh. I can only imagine. Like so the, 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 yeah, because that took you on a different path, right? That was a different path, <laughs> yeah. So, um, I mean... Yeah, no, no shade on DCC. I think it's great. I just haven't fitted into my life yet. But um, yeah, longtime fan of the publisher and uh, and the author Harley Stroh. Uh, a lot of lot of good stuff. So that's my experience. I have um, uh, my yeah. My feeling around DCC in general is, yeah, it doesn't have to be this way, but it pivots to the it's fun to punish the players when they screw up sort of genre. Yeah, which I, I think that's probably fair. I, I don't. I, I don't mind doing that. I, I have killed many a PC. I just mm-hmm. don't take as much glee in it. I don't find it as in as like fun. And there's a lot of sort of, ha-ha, you walked in, you're dead, bye. That, I've seen right. that in a lot of modules, and I don't really yeah. like that. Um, also, I... I do I do like spell mishaps or misfires. I just yeah. find them to be a little too punitive in DC. But again, it's it's for me just a very crunchy system. Again, yeah. for me. And right. So, I, don't, I don't mind that. Uh, I right. I know you play... Pathfinder 2E. Yeah. Are you still playing it's all it? Good. No, no, I'm not. I'm, I've moved no. on to... I'm two systems away from that now. But uh, I like Pathfinder. <laughs> okay. It's all good. All RPGs are beautiful children. Oh, yeah. Well, except for that one from that neo-Nazi. What was his name? What's that one? Yeah, if you're a Nazi, your game sucks and I hate it. But yeah. uh, if you're, yeah, if you're right. cool, then your RPG is a beautiful child that I will hold into yeah, the light. Okay. Oh, God. Um, All right. So let's... Okay, why don't you talk about what this adventure is about? Sure. So this this was released for DCC Day number one. So uh, I don't know. Was it like a free module or just like a special edition kind of thing? That's that, my, that, was for an that was my impression. Yeah, that was my impression that it was free. I, I They charge for it now, but my yeah. impression is it was received on like one of those... Like a free RPG day kind DCC. of thing. Yeah, you'd get them in the uh, friendly local game shop. Yeah, so this is a... Um, it's a level one adventure. I think it's was written with um, the idea in mind that this would be a good like introduction module to DCC to new players. Um, the content wise, so it is so players show up in a little community. They want they're traveling. They show up and as they approach, they see the villagers being attacked by these weird beakmen creatures. They're like these. Uh, they look like humanoids with beaks. <laughs> They're like raiding the village and taking the villagers off. And this big tower appears in the lake. And that's where all the beakmen are coming out of. 
And we get a little dungeon. If the PCs want to try to raid this spire, there is a small, let's see, nine-room dungeon, I think, for them to traverse and find who's behind this this attack. Um, I feel like it's a very kind of like cinematic kind of experience. It's It really feels like... Um, Kind of an action movie that you're inserted into as a player. I have a, I have a question for you. Yeah. If you look at the image we described earlier with the, the you know, the, the the creature riding the the alligator with the yeah. spear, you know, the Beekman. Yeah. Is that not a Druck? <laughs> no, Drucks are my IP, man. That's not a Druck, you know? It's just, it's not a Druck because I, I didn't I, make it. You're going to have to, Okay. <laughs> It really. I mean, looks is like a is Donald Duck a druck? He's a screaming duck person, you know. He wears a shirt at least. He wears a shirt. We we don't know the nipple status on Donald Duck. Okay. <laughs> I yeah. I agree that it's very cinematic. Uh, if I could just give an yeah. example of that. Yeah. So the the second p- sentence in the whole I- intro, um, yeah, or at least the player star section is, foul smoke hangs over the small hamlet, mingling with the dense fog and icy rain. A shout goes up, followed by cries of terror, and somewhere in the darkness, a great bell begins to toll. So it's got a lot of that kind of flavor text in italics. I love the flavor text. Yeah, I think it's, I'm, you know, flavor text gets a bad rap. I think it's been rightfully so maligned in a lot of modules. I think it gets abused a lot. We get pages of it sometimes. People get bored. I get it, but... I think when used effectively, it can be very good. And I think this is a great example of flavor text. None of this is too long. It's all flavorful. It paints a picture. It gets out of the way. Like, great, great. I don't mind flavor text at all when it's like this. Right. Here's what I've noticed about modules. If you don't put in flavor text, I find that the jam basically just reads the first few sentences of your room description anyway. And maybe just like tweaks it around. Like even if you don't say this is flavor text and you're like, I hate flavor text. I don't write it. Like you're basically writing it just by writing a module. Like the text is going to get communicated to the players. And often the most simplest way to do that is basically read it and then just take a break and don't read the secret stuff. So I don't know. I don't hate flavor text, but I think this is a good example for how to do it. It's just make it short and punchy. Right. And I think it does a great job pretty much every time it comes up. I will say mm-hmm. part of what makes the flavor text great is also tied to what my biggest critique of this module is and mm-hmm. i think i think what we should do for this is just deep dive the whole thing it's not long yeah i don't i don't really think you can talk about it in a way that's useful without deep deep dive it some parts you yeah. deep so dive this just, one go ahead just, go ahead deep, deep dive, dive. It. I, de- I did i said deep dive is that it yep that was wimpy man Where's, uh, where's the gusto? <sighs> All right. So wow. one thing about this module, and I, I don't think it's a problem. I get the feeling like this is a very convention style module. Like, you, yeah. you know, you'd bring it to the convention. It's not meant to have a bunch of hooks. It's got basically one hook. Yeah. And that's fine. That's fine. I have a little tiny problem with it in that there is a point in which the PCs arrive in town. There's a, there's a immediate fight that they can if they choose get involved in 
And yeah. if they succeed in saving this person, he becomes one of their followers, basically. And that's great. I have, I think that's all great. And then there's a cool table where you roll for all the events that are happening while you're walking around. You know, every round you roll for um, – or every two rounds. I don't remember what it was. But you roll to see what crazy event is happening while these beakmen are attacking yeah. the village. And then at some point, you go to this – shadow creature the pcs go and meet the shadow shadow creature as the master right that's the spire begins to jut out of the ground and then it sort of doesn't give them any agency and there's two places Mm -hmm. where this happens the first is if you try to fight the shadow master and the beakmen show up you know to try to save him it basically makes it clear that you'll you you'll die like yeah it makes it pretty clear like you know you don't have much of a choice but like what else are the pcs supposed to do there they could sit and watch i suppose but then there's a second problem that ties into that if they don't deal with the shadow master and they just kind of hang out they're then before they can do anything they are attacked from behind by some mounted knight type people. I don't know what they call them. Um, yeah. Like the, cr- uh, the crocodile mounted. Um, right. Yeah. Geekman. Yeah. So you don't have agency right when you start because you come across this village. And honestly, if you're not going to run into the village, there's no point in playing. You right. go do something else. Right. So, yeah. so you kind of have no choice there. Then you are, are you, you have a choice whether to intervene with this, this human who's being attacked. And that's fine. I actually don't have a problem with that. But then when you get to the tower, there's this dude there who, if you do intervene, will likely kill you. Mm-hmm. And you might not know that, but it it makes the choice hollow. And then finally, assuming you survive that or, or go hide or whatever, you're, ba- you're basically attacked from behind by mm-hmm. some of the, the – the, the, what are they called? The knight dudes? I think it's – they're not knights, but they're like – they ride the alligators. Uh, yeah, like what are they called? The croc – people yeah the croc Anyhow, knights or whatever yeah yeah i couldn't tell i i assume that those are also beakmen but croc knights yeah they are beakmen i just found that to be a series of agency free decisions for the yeah. most part and I, I i don't love that now that's not the point of this module the point of this right. module is to like teach you how to play dcc i guess right but yeah it, i i just that kind of bugged me i think cinema cinematically it's all really interesting and cool I, yeah I think it's great I, th- I think that's that's just it. It's like a, a lot of the modules that I really like and the one, you know, the way I try to write a module is a kind of like pick your poison um kind of philosophy where like the dangerous telegraphed um you can approach it different ways, you can circumvent it and it's not like a linear progression on how to like accomplish goals. You can get there in a variety of different ways. So a lot of player agency and a lot of information communicated. This, I think, is a lot more of like, it it's kind of feels like an action movie. And I, th- I think that that's not the intention of this of this module at all, to be to have those kind of goals that I like to see in other modules. This is like start to finish action set pieces that you're, you're set up in. I mean, and then it's all like really f- cool and flavorful. And that's not like a knock against it. It just has a totally different design aesthetic, which right, um, right. totally works for it. I mean, all the encounters are cool. Like the first encounter, it's like the croc knight attacks you, has a magic spear, charges up. It's yeah. not like, oh, you see this croc knight in the distance. It's doing something that you might want to engage with. It's like, no, man, this thing is in your face. You see it. This is the first scene of the movie. And it's like, right. cool, right. this is like a really exciting scene. I guess I'm going to fight it because that's how 
it seems like I have to do it. Um, right. But I'll point out that like, yeah, there's, this is from page six, certain death, unless the party acts quickly. Like that's one of the sentences. <laughs> right. And it's like, yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. But okay. Just yeah. real quick. I, I also, I realized the part where they surprise you, there's actually, it's very railroady. If you go into the Hills, if you like mm-hmm. retreat, then you get surprised. It says, before you can comprehend this terrible portent, a hue and a cry goes up around you. You spin in surprise to see three of the dread knights thundering down upon you. So that right. part is a little bit annoying. But then if you actually do go into the obelisk, yeah, it says, if you don't figure out what the deal with the portal doors are within two rounds, you get attacked. <laughs> and, I mean, there's again, there's just no focus on agency at all in this. And and, and that that to me is what kind of gets at me. I think it's interesting, though, you know, it's like for all like the boring does system matter kind of conversations, this is like a module that's teaching you how to play DCC, not just like when I'm talking about rules, I'm talking about the attitude when you play DCC, because this module steers you into like move quickly, attack stuff, like, you know, exploit your enemy's weaknesses, like don't be cowardly, like, like hit, hit the gas, baby. This is like... Get in there and do cool stuff, and you know. Yes, I, I, I yeah. The system does matter, then, doesn't it? Right. I feel like that's. I don't know if this would work if you're running it with like swords and wizardry when you're like a little rinky-dink hobbit with four hit points. Oh, <laughs> like you're, all of a sudden there's but, like yeah. sixteen you know beakmen are popping out of the mud pits. It's like oh yeah, you, I, are, you are squishy in DCC, but the idea is that it doesn't matter. Yeah. You know, you just like death is part of it. Death is part of the fun. Mm, interesting. Yeah. Okay. Having, that's what I know. That's why. That's why funnels got their start. Oh, yeah. Unquote, great point. In DCCs. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think it predates DCC, but I, I I believe the first reference I ever saw was in a for, forum post that was linked to me on a DCC forum that was here's how to run a funnel. You know. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I I just want to say that that's what I meant earlier when I. Yeah was talking about re- the DCC's whole deal and I yeah. read their intro and I'm a, I do really appreciate it, but it does tie into what I don't like personally about this. I actually would run this. I would run a mod- heavily modified version of it, but it's an awesome like encounter. Like you just, let's say you just had a party of three or four PCs, yeah. you know, ready to carouse, headed right. towards the nearest village. And then guess what happens? You yeah. show up beak and there's like, baby. it's on fire. It's on yeah. fire. <laughs> there are beak men with glass spears. They're riding crocodiles. Riding crocodiles. Coming and, out of the mud baths. Yeah. yeah. It's so, it's, it's an t- amazing encounter. And one yeah. thing we haven't talked enough about is the art is, un- it's just so good. It's great. So I love good. the map, the isometric map of the spire. Again, I think you mean the upside down isometric map. <laughs> Upside down? What do yeah, you mean? it's upside down. How do you, the, how do you figure? What do you mean? What do I mean? It's it 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 it, it is it's all one. Okay, I don't know how to describe this. So it's not upside down. I, no, it it's not that it's up. Okay, that's the wrong word. It is it's isometric, but it's drawn in such a way where the depth mm. of each level isn't clear. Like I, you can tell that one one and one nine are probably at the same level. I but, see. But it, 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 if you look, it's kind of the opposite of what you normally are, what you normally see. It starts with you enter one, one, on the bottom. One, nine, they're not the same level. They're How do you know? He goes down one and then up one and then up another one. I guess the entrance. Maybe it's not, up to oh, one yeah, five right. and then it's up to one eight and then it's up to one nine. 
Yeah, yeah. Let me look at. It. I'm gonna look at it with a different, from a different perspective. I think it's kind of like usually with isometric, you've got the you're seeing depth to the floor. Like there's you see like the 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 space below a floor, and in this case, we're seeing like the walls above the floor, which is kind yeah, of a, an unusual perspective for an isometric map. I, I think yeah. You know what? I think my problem here is it's like a 3D picture. Like I I keep looking at it from a different angle, <laughs> yeah. getting a different. Or, or or it's like it's like that picture of a of a, a like a lamp that that looks like two human faces depending on how you look at it. I sure I yeah. Or it's like the it's like the FedEx symbol <laughs> has an arrow inside of one. it, and once you see it, yeah, look oh, at the FedEx logo. It it has an arrow in it, and once you see it, you can't. I I, I didn't. I at first thought, oh, it's just drawn the opposite of how I'm used right. to seeing isometric maps, but it is different. As someone who yeah. knows what isometrics. Someone who can actually draw isometric maps, let us know what makes this page 10. I think it's because you're not seeing image. depth to the floor. That's what I think. That's what I think. Anyway, like, you know, yeah. when you see a, um, uh, you know, a Dirk map, you see like a big chunky, like checkerboard floor and it's, you, you get like a big space below it where you see these like floating spaces, you know, and this is, it's the opposite of that. Anyway, the map's cool. It's another Stefan Poeg uh, joint. It's really awesome looking. It's like illuminated by these Beakman creatures. It's great. I love it. What did you think of the art? Where art's great. I, which one? A specific one on page yeah. ten. It, the, <laughs> yeah. the drinking pool. the goop. <laughs> the drinking pool, and one makes him a genius, and one makes uh-huh. him. It's, it's, yes. This is borderline. This is a little I borderline, love it. but. I He's love got, it. Why did his eyebrows get so big? He doesn't, why does yeah. his hair change? He doesn't yes, make any his sense. intelligence was lowered. <laughs> yeah, yeah there's there's cool stuff. You know, <laughs> it's such a condensed dungeon, but there's I don't know. Like you said, I think it would be impossible to not have fun with this. It's not it's not like I don't know. It's this. You're not showing people a new way to play RPGs, but this is just like a, a just a banging way to throw a cool adventure onto the table for a night. Um, there's cool stuff to interact with. I love the there's like a spider um, demon that you can bargain with. She can make you cool stuff. I like the I like the goop you can drink that like messes up your intelligence or your strength. Yeah, the um, demon was my favorite part. Although, yeah, I I found the final encounter with the shadow creatures. I found that very confusing. I understood it. I understood yeah. it, but I felt like you could have done this so much more simply you know yeah it's a complicated encounter it doesn't need to be though yeah just just use like a usage die or clocks or i don't know roll on a table like i don't know what the encounter is trying to mimic but it to me it felt very computer gamey there are eight lenses and for each lens there it's just like dude nobody (laughs) right and like the longer he spins the lantern the more powerful the projections are so again just like you don't need all these extra logics you just Mm-hmm. just use like again yeah there's so many ways to do that you that's the part that i, th- I thought was the quote weakest if i mm. if i had to pick one part that i thought i'm definitely not going to run as is it would be that part i would it's think of cool. another way. i do like i think it's a cool encounter though just me too um, me too but I you don't, don't I do need like that. the way the lantern works is i just think yeah it's you can tell that it's complicated because i like the text even acknowledges it. It's like, here's an example. <laughs> and it gives you a paragraph of like a situation to kind of convey how the yeah. mechanics. Of if work. you need an example of play in yeah. your module, then uh-huh. you've, you've strewn too far. 
Maybe so, it's, but I like you can take me, the lantern too, and then you've got this weird like yes, giant fantastic demon protection lantern, fantastic. Awesome. But yeah. you'd, maybe you don't give me like two pages explaining how it works so I can understand this encounter. I mean, just so fun to get that lantern like in a wheelbarrow and just wheel it around, summoning shadow monsters. Everywhere. I I do like that. It, it, it both there's two different times where they say the big bad evil guy can't. Yeah. He doesn't like to um, use up his HP. You know? Yeah, yeah, I, I like that. That was cool. That was and cool. he's not, yeah, it's interesting because there's, he's not that strong. Like, if you kind of focus and be smart about it, you can take this guy down, but there's so much crazy stuff that's going to yeah. kill you here. It's right, um, which is, again, why I thought it was just sort of a missed opportunity. But uh, I did you, did you see that it came with like pre gens? Yeah, I didn't look at the pre gens, but I, I did, I did see that it, it came with them. Um, but I like the monster cards it came with in the back that you can just, yeah photocopy yeah. those look awesome yeah yeah they're great they're great so all in all pretty cool little adventure uh i think we should try to do some more dcc try to find some some classic like well-known dcc modules because we, we don't there's so many out there you know yeah for sure like hit us up in the on our email or our discord tell us some uh some maybe some modules you'd like to see us talk about i guess i don't know where to look for the good stuff here i've been thinking about trying to branch out we've done so much OSE and mothership i yeah. tried to find actually that was the other reason i was on drive through today i was trying to yeah. find if there is a single troika dungeon just just a dungeon for troika <laughs> um, yeah. there's very few there's some but there's very very little most of it's setting yeah not even like a complete setting just like tables you know um yeah or like i don't know there troika seems why. like you know, it's like little sub games within Troika. Right, right. Like but the, it's, um, I, what's the dinosaur one? The, the Permian Nations? Oh, yeah. Yeah. By, um, Evie Lockhart? Yeah. That, I think it's like its own, yeah, it's like a setting. It's like kind of like a sub game within Troika where you play as dinosaurs. Well, there is Franz of Bene- Benevolence, which mm-hmm. I, I want to do uh, just because I love Andrew Walter's art. Uh, but anyhow, that's, I think that's it for today. Is there anything else you want to say? Um. Nope. Nope. That's it. Unnecessary. All right. Uh, well, this has been between two Karens. You can email us at between two Karens at gmail We also can be re- reached at patreon.com slash between two Karens. You will eventually get a sticker if you become a patron, but nothing else. And you can find us on the Karen Discord in the between two Karens channel. Yeah, uh, yep. have a have a good one. Have a good one. Climb every mountain, you know, swim every every river. You know, the only uh, the only thing stopping you is is you. You know, you can accomplish your dreams. Just say yes. All right. Smash those walls down. All right. You're you can do it. And I believe in you. And so does Yochai. We are your biggest fans. We love you and we're here for you forever. You think people people are going to take this and then they can just play it as if their parents were still talking to them, you know, <laughs> sitting them down and they can yeah. pretend. That's I great. Think. Yeah. Well, let's release a 10 hour mega mix on YouTube for <laughs> people to fall asleep to. <laughs> ASMR. <laughs> oh, man. Just doink, doink, doink the whole time. <laughs> doink, 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 doink. And once like pans back and forth across your ears. Doink, 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 doink. Oh my god. Oh, so it changes channels. You are strong. You are beautiful. 
You are a good, you are a good weight for your height. <laughs> you you can accomplish your goals. Uh, thanks so much. Bye, everybody. Yep. <laughs>